It's not uncommon for busy homeschooling moms to get in the habit of just pushing through their exhaustion, even to the point of burnout. Sometimes we need the help of other women to remind us to take time to rest in the Lord as beloved daughters. Our guest today, Jenny Bales, is here to share her beautiful DIY retreats for homeschooling moms. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik. Today I'm excited because our good friend, Jenny Bales, is back with us to talk about DIY retreats for homeschooling moms. Jenny is a Catholic homeschooling mom who is passionate about connecting and supporting fellow Catholic homeschooling moms, both through her online ministry and in her local community. She currently homeschools her three boys ages 8 through 16 in North Texas. Her only daughter graduated from their homeschool in June. Congratulations, that's exciting. Jenny loves sharing the beauty of integrating our Catholic faith with our homeschooling adventures and believes that every moment of homeschooling is a treasured opportunity to reach the hearts of our children for Christ. A few of her favorite things are Eucharistic adoration, uh, chai lattes, sweet tea, dark chocolate, red wine, college football, and mystery novels. Oh boy, what fun. <laughs> Jenny's Heart of a Mother online community has grown to close to uh, 4,000. Catholic homeschooling moms from around the world. This ministry offers a vibrant Facebook group, an inspiring blog at heartofamother.net, that's in our show notes, and a homeschooling consulting service called Bloom. And you can find that at bloomhomeschooling.com, also in the show notes. Welcome to the podcast, Jenny. Thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, it's always good to see you, Jenny. Um, you're always doing something that really goes to the heart of the matter. I love that your ministry is heartofamother.net uh, because that's really where you live and where you work. It's so appreciated. Definitely, definitely. There's so much more to homeschooling than just the math and spelling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's start just by defining an important term. You're talking about do-it-yourself retreats. What do we mean by a retreat? Well, great question. Um, I mean, in history, of course, a retreat is moving back or stepping away from the battle or the danger. And when we speak of retreats, we mean a spiritual retreat, which is still a stepping away from the usual norm of life and taking time for prayer and reflection. You know, I've been on many retreats over the years and I've led many retreats over the years and they all take a little different form. Sometimes you go away to a retreat center. Sometimes you gather with friends. Sometimes you do it on your own, but just kind of a, a space of time that you can be with God and that you can designate to reflect on whatever it is that's, that's, that's the theme or that's the purpose in that season. Mm, yeah, just that idea of carving out time to really focus there. That's the hard part, right, for busy moms <laughs> is I think it's super important because we just go, 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 and there's very little time to reflect and there's very little time to just pause and think and pray and and really make progress in the spiritual life or in practical life and virtue and those sorts of things. Yeah, and it's amazing how filling that tank can bless the rest of your life. Can you talk a little bit, because you're 
quite a high achiever. You do a lot all the time. And if we look from the outside in, it may look like you're not the kind of person who ever pumps the brakes, <laughs> but you do. So how have retreats blessed your life? Oh, absolutely. Well, so for the past five or six years, I've been hosting retreats twice a year for Catholic homeschooling moms in my, wherever the city I'm living in. And those are just one day retreats that we step away, go to a church hall or a retreat center and spend the day together in prayer and conversation. And even though I'm leading those retreats and they're not just for me, I get so much out of the opportunity to just give a day to the Lord and designate being open to whatever the spirit needs to tell me in that time. And usually mm -hmm. it's, you know, I'm whatever I'm facing, whatever I'm encountering in my daily life, when you step away from it, and you let God in, there's a chance for that inspiration and that grace to just fill you and really kind of galvanize me, nourish me so that I can go back home and serve my family better. So kind of like that, sometimes we'll talk about a mountaintop experience. You go on a retreat and you're really close to God and really enthusiastic and you do have to come down off the mountain and go home, but you take with you what you gained through that time, through that time away and the time with God and, um, so those have been, I mean, most recently, and as a mom, that's what's really helped me. And just anytime that I'm able to kind of step away and pause and, and be with him is, is a blessing. Mm, I can see how it would have tentacles too. So much of what we do as parents, whether we're homeschooling or not, we lead by example. Our children absorb what we do. And here are your children seeing this person who for the youngest, younger years, at least they have on a pedestal and they think you know everything and you step away to bring yourself humbly before the throne of God to be refreshed. Uh, say a little about how homeschooling moms in particular need to be intentional about this. Right. Um, I know that when I speak of getting away for a day and, and having a day of prayer, usually homeschool moms laugh and say, how could I ever get away for a whole day? <laughs> You know, and we, we, we even giggle um, on retreat, you know, will, will our husbands survive one day without us? Which of course they will, they will survive. It's not going to look like it would look like if we were there, but they do tend to survive. Um, but we're just, homeschool moms are just full of nonstop activity. We are the mom. So we have the cooking and the cleaning and the taking care of everybody's bodily needs, but then we're the teacher and so during those school hours, we're teaching and directing and guiding, and that melds together in a true long-term homeschooling family where it all is kind of the same thing anyway, and there's not set hours. You're always learning. You're always growing. And so there's really rarely a break, right? We can barely get enough hours of sleep in the night uh, because it just fills our lives in a good way, but also in an exhausting way because there's that lack of time for peace. And, you know, especially with the way our world schedules things and keeps us busy, even on the weekends, that we might not have that opportunity to just pause or take that Sunday rest, which is so beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it took me years to finally get around to even carving out Sunday. I, I always used part of sun, every Sunday to get catch up on work. Um, yeah. Yeah, so with that in mind and, and the way life tends to constantly encroach, whatever possessed you to start actually leading these things, which is a ton more work? Well, you know, 
Because we need it. Because I need it. You know, when you start something, you do it because you see a need. And and I really felt like just offering an opportunity of even a few hours, even, you know, I always tell moms, you can come for part of the day if you can't come the whole time. Just any opportunity that you can have to step away um, and just be separate from things uh, has been kind of my inspiration is to give moms that. I see moms working hard and loving their children and doing amazing things and not taking as much time as they should to really nourish their spiritual life. Because I think with homeschooling, it's such a big task. It's such a big responsibility that we have to rely on Christ. We have to rely on our faith and include that. And to do so, like you said, our cup has to be full. We have to have the faith to be able to pass on the faith. And and so I think that this time, whatever time it is, that moms can take a retreat of some form is just a really beneficial thing for renewal and and refreshment. Yeah. And keeping in mind too, everything you just said is so spot on, really resonating just personally, but also that it's a living faith. Sometimes we forget that. It can start to feel like an obligation when our to-do lists are never ending, which they tend to be, um, that when you come to the well, you're going to get new inspiration and new kinds of strength and wisdom and insight and uh, relationship pathways and all of that. God will will take up whatever space we give him. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he gives abundantly. He gives grace abundantly. And I would be remiss to not mention, you know, people have done retreats for centuries. It's a very common spiritual practice in all faith traditions to, to have a time of spiritual stepping away. Um, in particular, one of my inspirations as well was the Grace Day's kind of idea or concept that a couple of Catholic homeschooling moms, um, Maureen Whitman, who you know well, and Michelle Quigley put together over a decade, maybe two decades ago, and they had some of these similar looking like Catholic homeschooling moms stepping away to have a day of beauty and prayer and conversation. And that kind of kind of was my little nudge, like you could do this too, because I saw that need. And then I heard what they were doing and thought, yeah, this is something that that, that I could do, that I could offer, because I you know, I have done retreats in various formats all my life and, and helped lead youth retreats and my, you know, my own. So it was uh, partly their inspiration as well with the Grace Days format that kind of pushed me to, to, to set aside this time for women who so need it and so need just to be embraced in a big hug, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I loved looking through um, the retreat that you showed me because it has such really interesting and flexible kind of pieces and parts. Like you said, you could do part of it. You could do the whole thing. You mentioned doing it at a retreat center with a few friends or on your own. And I could see easily how uh, it could bear fruit over the course of a week or a month even. It's so flexible. Can you talk about some of the elements or the working parts of your packages? Sure, definitely. Well, so I've um, put together these do-it-yourself retreats. The first one I put together last summer because we couldn't do our in-person retreat due to COVID. And so I wanted to offer my, these are my friends. These are my community that come all the time and look forward to our twice a year gatherings. I wanted to give them something. So I, I put together this packet um, that was a download and I tried to come up with a way to make it similar to what we do in a one-day retreat, but flexible enough 
knowing that most of them can't leave their homes or at least can't spend a whole day away with a group of people. And so, yes, I, I included some instructions on how moms can do this all by themselves, either in half a day, a full day, spread out over six days or six weeks. Uh, they could gather with other moms and, and go to a home or a church or a hotel or wherever they want to go and, and work through the material together or even work together, but through Zoom or some other you know, technology. Um, or it could even be done a little at a time throughout regular life and just pick up a page and go through some of the, the resources and the questions and reflect on a Monday and then pick it up again on a Thursday and depending on kind of the daily lives of, of busy moms. So I really wanted it to be something that would work for anybody there were, the, to reduce the excuses of, I don't have the time for this because I know <laughs> how valuable it is. I know what a blessing it is. And so I have it divided up into six portions. So you could take one portion at a time and it's small enough that it could only, it could take less than an hour um, or even, you know, less than that if you need to break it up even further so that it's easy for moms for that are kind of overwhelmed with all the things we, we do to still pick this up and, and, and move forward. Yeah. And, and it's so thoughtful too, because you have, as most retreats do, a theme and you're, you're using um, that theme to carry through in layers deeper and deeper into the heart of the woman who's participating. And there are also outside resources they can use toward the end if they want to, you know, kind of follow those beautiful rabbit trails and, you know, that have kind of been opened up for them. Uh, not to feel alone in it if they're doing it on their own, but to, to hear and, and watch other things that would inspire them. I love the way it's put together. It made me almost envious. Whenever I see something that's basically simple, but profoundly usable, I think, gosh, you know, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I, I was talking to a friend yesterday about how she used it last year. It remind me when the first one came out, what it, what it was that, that worked for you and how it worked. She said, I did one each morning one segment each morning and I mix them up because one of the um, one of the segments is to reach out to another homeschooling mom and talk either by phone or chat or whatever, or in person, if you can. So she said, I rearranged a little bit to make that happen, but uh, she said it was just such a flexible thing that enabled me to carry throughout the day, whatever it was that I had reflected on in that moment. So she was taking it in her morning prayer and then she kind of carried the whole thought process throughout her day as she was with her children and feeding them and teaching them and all those things. And she said that that was such a gift to her to be able to do that. And we had another, a couple of us met at a coffee shop and we kind of worked through it ahead of time. And then we gathered together just to chat about it um, on the patio and really talk about what it was that inspired us. So um, I really, I think it's, it's just so valuable to have other women on the same walk as we are and connect them that I wanted to include that component. So it's, that's, that's one of the key things is that there's self-care and there's community and there's prayer and there's study and all of the things that make us a kind of a whole spiritual being, all the things that we need to be nourished as women and of course, the pretty things, I based it around prayers and flowers and encourage, you know, moms to, to 
light a candle and set aside time in, in kind of a very feminine, peaceful way as if they can. Yeah. Yeah. We forget that sometimes if you're up to your eyeballs and dirty diapers and math problems, uh, we do have, women are wired for beauty. We, we are beauty in the world and beauty is kind of where we live. We create beauty in our homes to varying degrees. I have no talent in the decorating department and yet I can throw a few flowers in a, you know, in a, what a jelly jar or something on the table and there's a spot of beauty in the home for contemplation. And so it doesn't have to be complicated. And I love intuitively how you know the person you've designed it for. It just, on that level, it just is such a nice fit. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been really, um, it's been beautiful over the past, de- you know, half a decade that I've done the in-person retreats to really formulate questions for reflection that speak to our hearts as moms. You know, the things that we need to really think about and, and ponder and consider. And I think that that's something I, I really love doing because we are unique, you know, we are different than just any other homeschooler because we have a Catholic background and a Catholic faith that we need to incorporate. And we're different than any other Catholic because we have this homeschooling component and, you know, we're women. So we need to speak to all of those things that the way God made us uh, so that it's easier to reach him and connect with him and, and spend this time. So, yeah, I think it's just been uh, really inspiring to me to put these together and think about how how God speaks to us as women, how God tries to reach us through different resources and different ideas. Um, as you mentioned, they each have a theme, and that's a scriptural theme. I really wanted to make sure scripture was the basis, so that that was something we could carry with us, kind of as we leave that that time of retreat, whether it's half a day or a whole month long of of pieces. And so I really wanted those themes to reflect uh, his word uh, and speak to us that way too. Mm, yeah. And, and again, that living scripture, the living word of God. Um, say a little bit about the kinds of feedback you get from people. You've mentioned that one woman saying, you know, that it really colored her days. What else do you hear? Well, I think that the most common comment I receive is that is thank you for the permission to step away and just spend this time. I almost think the content sometimes doesn't matter as much mm. as the action of doing it. So this is a tool that I've created these downloadable retreat files, but really it's kind of the push some moms need to just take that time. And I always tell the moms on retreats, you know, you're here and you stepped away and you had this day and it was probably a lot of work to get this scheduled to make sure everybody had food and make sure your husband knew what to do and get people places, but they're going to thank you for prioritizing this time to grow spiritually and grow in your faith. And you will feel blessed and then your family will definitely be blessed by that. So, you know, moms just always tell me like, I can't believe that it all all it took was just me stepping away and having a few minutes to think where things are put into perspective better. And just like that concept of a retreat, you step back from the busy and you kind of examine and look around you and think, okay, how are things going and how can I grow and how can I accept the love of God more in my daily life? So really it's basically that general comment that thank you for just 
giving me this opportunity and this time. And of course, uh, specifically to the downloads, just the the reflection questions. Um, I had another mom recently share that she really felt like the digging deep into her heart of some of the questions was much needed. And she felt like they were very, uh, very helpful for her to kind of identify some things in her life that she needed to make changes and that she felt were just really helpful in her journey too. Yeah, I would think a mom who has a grocery list, a you know, curriculum and everything else rattling around in her head to have someone say, look here, here's Psalm 23 and here's the first step in and here's the next step. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, giving permission, but also for moms who are constantly to whatever degree they're talented at, and I'm not very good with creating structure, but with creating structure for everybody else, creating some structure for herself can be very difficult to separate that out from all the all that is pulling on her. And so this structure that gives permission and leads her through this process, what a relief not to have to be in charge. No wonder the women look forward to it twice a year. Right. Yes. Well, and I will say, you mentioned um, Psalm 23. One of the retreats is based off of Psalm 23. And we used that as a theme in one of our um, in-person retreats as well. And it's just, it's amazing to read that psalm and reflect on that psalm as a mom, as a mom in today's world where things are kind of upsetting in the news and in the communities and even in our church. But to have that image of Christ taking us through to the still waters, being with us in his goodness and mercy, it was, it was just so soothing when we would read it and talk about those images that we thought, yes, that's actually what God wants for us. He doesn't want all the stress and anxiety and worry that we're holding on to so tightly. Um, and if we can just walk with him through that together, and that's what I think that that retreat does, is help women walk through Psalm 23 in a way that reflects kind of their daily life. And you know, one of the questions, how can you create this beautiful green valley in your own home and that feeling of, of peace and, and, uh, and just rest in him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and always a challenge, but so beautiful because when you're sharing it with someone else, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but hearing a really good homily or having a great discussion with a friend or even journaling something out can make the scriptures feel more real to me. In other words, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I may recognize Psalm 23, but have I ever talked it over with somebody? Have I ever journaled out, how is he showing up in my life? Where does he call me to the still waters? Where has he restored my soul in the past? That I can trust him even in the dark valleys of our lives. And, and as we were talking about before we started recording, this idea too of being able to focus for a time reminds me of St. Peter stepping out on the waters. And as long as he had his eyes on Christ, no matter how big the waves got, he was okay. He had his eyes on Christ. And so practicing coming back again and again to place our eyes on Christ, what, what a graced moment simply to give our fiat and to be humble enough to say, I need this Lord pour into me. But yes. boy, does he bless that. Yes. Yes, he does. He does. He blesses us with grace and he blesses us with inspiration and challenges us a bit too, as he should, to improve and, <laughs> and, and keep striving for that um, 
that union with him, that holiness that we long for. But absolutely, it's it's it truly is a beautiful gift. And I really wanted to pass that on in some format to moms anywhere that can't go to an in-person retreat for whatever reason or don't have one that's for Catholic homeschooling moms and uh, and really create something that that they could take and they could um, use as a path to God. That's really the purpose. Yeah, amen. So we know about the Psalm 23 retreat, which is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. What other kinds of themes have you used? What's coming up? Uh, the other, so there are three retreats right now in the shop. One is the Psalm 23, which is called He Restores My Soul. And then another is Pray Without Ceasing from um, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, and really talks about our prayer life and how we can incorporate that into our daily walk and daily activities. Um, The original from last summer that I mentioned that was kind of the inspiration is a little briefer, but it's called Embrace Today. And that's from Ecclesiastes that now, you know, there is a time for everything. And just really living in the moment that we are in and and embracing that and leaning into that uh, felt especially nourishing last year and even this year throughout the changes our world is facing. But I intend to continue to add to the shop and add more themes. Uh, We did a retreat not long ago called Awesome is God and recognizing his presence in our life. And that was amazing. So that's on my draft folder. And you mentioned the walking on the water and and Peter and keeping our eyes centered on Christ. And so um, peace amidst amidst the storm and that idea of um, being still and calming the waters is is in my wheelhouse too. So anything that that just has worked really well for us as as a theme in the past, I'm definitely including it along with some new ones that just uh, kind of speak to us and, and the the scripture that I think helps us to dig deeper into our 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 faith life. Okay, and I, I'm going to put you on the spot, Jenny, and say that I want you to create a little mini video course with a few easy downloadables to tell women how to really create and run their own retreats. Like, what does it take to make it work well? What does your calendar need to look like? And I know you have so much time that you'll take this right up and do it tomorrow, maybe today. Um, <laughs> I can't promise the timeline, but it is, that's something definitely that would be on my heart. That's a great suggestion. You know, you do do it in a Facebook Live, a series of Facebook Lives, and then there you go. You've got your course. <laughs> All right. Any yeah, closing thoughts for us as we're thinking about this idea of stepping away? Well, I love your, your request because it really is just something that I've learned to run retreats over the years. When I was newly married, I was worked at a youth retreat center in college. I ran retreats with the, for volunteering and, you know, now I'm doing these homeschooling retreats. I've been asked to lead one for my parish. So running a retreat and having all the components together can be overwhelming and getting away to a retreat where you have to pay money and schedule overnight and all these things can be overwhelming. But these tools are kind of that less overwhelming option where you can just download a retreat, take it into your home, get some friends together if you want to, but still benefit from many of the graces that are available to us on a spiritual retreat, but in kind of a more, a simpler way for the busy Catholic homeschooling moms. So I just, 
really feel like this is much needed for moms to step away and concentrate on God and our faith and how important that is to us because we would all agree it's super important, but it's also really hard to find the time to invest in that. And so that's just my encouragement is that moms you know, find a way to invest in their spiritual life. And this is one tool that I hope helps with that. Oh, yeah. No question about it. They're just beautiful, Jenny. Thank you so much for always pouring into other moms. It's something you do on a daily basis. We appreciate you. And thanks for making the time today. Thank you to you, too. You do the same. So encouraging and so um, so inspiring with your, your uh, wisdom and, and focus on, on all the important things. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you so much, Jenny. And everybody, thanks for being with us. And don't go away. Stay tuned for our short feature coming right up. Hi, I'm author AJ Catapan. Welcome to Books and Blessings, a place where I get to share with you some of my favorite books for Catholic teens and tweens. Today, I'd like to introduce you to The Boy Who Knew, the first book in the Friends in High Places series by British author Corinna Turner. At less than 100 pages, this novella introduces young readers to Blessed Carlo Acutis, who was beatified a year ago on October 10, 2020. His feast day is October 12th. Rather than writing a biography on Blessed Carlo, novelist Corinna Turner has devised a creative way to discuss this teenager who is well on his way to being canonized. Instead of focusing her work on Carlo Acutis directly, Corinna Turner created a short work of fiction set during the days leading up to his beatification. The main character is a teenage boy named Daniel, who has just been diagnosed with leukemia, the same illness that took Blessed Carlo's life. The news is understandably devastating to Daniel, but his parents seem to be taking it even harder. Not only does Daniel struggle with being incredibly tired and bruising easily, but he has to listen to his parents arguing all the time. Daniel's dad has completely given up on God. He can't understand how God could even exist. Surely no loving, all-powerful creator would let his son get cancer. His mom believes God is Daniel's only hope, but even she is struggling to get to Mass, so Daniel decides to go alone. After Mass, Daniel is met by the young priest, Father Thomas, who learns of Daniel's diagnosis and suggests Daniel makes friends with Carlo Acutis and tells him about his upcoming beatification in Italy. He also suggests Daniel pray novena to him. The next day, Daniel starts investigating Carlo's life online. He's shocked to find out Carlo was born in England, where Daniel lives, that he was 15 when he died, the same age as Daniel, and that he grew up in Italy where he created a website on Eucharistic miracles while also caring for the poor people in his neighborhood. At the end of the book, author Corinna Turner has included the official prayer asking for the canonization of Carlo Acutis, a novena to him, discussion questions, and places to learn more about this young saint in the making. The Boy Who Knew is appropriate for both teen and preteen readers and has already been followed by the second book in the Friends in High Places series, called Old Men Don't Walk to Egypt, a tale about a girl who befriends St. Joseph. To see more book suggestions, visit my website at ajcatapan.com. There you can also learn about my own books for young readers and my new book for educators called Sweet Jesus Is It June Yet? Ten Ways the Gospels Can Help You Combat Teacher Burnout and Rediscover Your Passion for Teaching. Thanks for joining me on Books and Blessings. Be sure to find me online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or on my website, ajcatapan.com. Until next time, 
Happy reading. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you, and thank you for joining us.